Welcome to Roman's Road, the podcast of me, Eddie Roman. This is where we talk about evangelism and apologetics and all kinds of Christian stuff. Hey, welcome back to part two of my conversation with Jay Fire. We're going to be jumping right back into that in a minute. But first of all, I got a little announcement. If you are anywhere near Pella, Iowa, it's about an hour away from Des Moines, Iowa. If you are in that area, this coming May 5th through 7th, 2022, we are going to be having a evangelism training and conference and outreach. And so this is the annual Tulip Gospel Outreach. You can learn more about it at tulipgospeloutreach.org. Some of my friends take advantage of the huge crowds that come out to this Tulip event, and they do a evangelism outreach. So that's May 5th through 7th. Again, go check that out at tulipgospeloutreach.org. So we are now going to get back into the conversation with Jay Fire. I'm not going to do a big review. Um, you can listen to part one. Um, if you if this is your first podcast you're listening to, then just go into your podcast app and subscribe to this podcast and you'll be able to find part one of this conversation pretty easily. The gist of our conversation centers around the fact that this woman I'm talking to, Jay Fire, she is a LSD drug user and she has gotten into all kinds of idolatry concerning worshiping the earth and trusting in channelers on the internet and all kinds of stuff. So that's kind of where she is at. What's really sad is, you know, these are just some of the effects of a life of drug use. This is like the community that is often centered around drug use, just new age kind of stuff. And it's really sad to see how drug use has made huge strides over the last few years with the legalization of marijuana and other drugs in various places. And it's really important to remember that Christians are to follow the Lord rather than the government. It's a simple concept, but unfortunately a lot of Christians just just forget about that. And this includes partaking in the sin permitted by the government. So things like abortion and homosexuality and drug use, these are all things that the government says, this is okay as long as you you know, do it in a certain way, um, as long as you adhere to our, our rules. You, you can't kill a baby when it's born, but if you kill it before it's born, then then that's okay. You know, so, so there's a lot of things that our government allows that is sin. And a great verse to just remember is Titus 2, 11, um, going into verse 13. And it says, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that, denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. So regardless of what the laws are, in whatever country we happen to find ourselves in, Christians are those who deny ungodliness and worldly lusts, and we live soberly. You know, so often people will say things like, well, the Bible doesn't specifically say you can't smoke weed or you can't do LSD or whatever. You know, some people even say, well, the Bible says in Genesis that God has given us every herb of the land for our use. Therefore, we can smoke pot. Well, yeah, he's given us all for our use, but that doesn't mean you can live stupid. Like it doesn't mean you should eat poison ivy, right? For our use has to 
coincide with the other things that the Bible says. And, and in this verse right here, it says we're to live soberly. And if you're drinking alcohol constantly or you're taking drugs all the time, you're probably not living sober. It's a pretty good chance that you are in, in direct opposition to Titus 2, 11 to 13. So just remember that, you know, we are to be living righteously, godly, and soberly. So that is a great verse to remember. So now we're going to jump back into our conversation with Jay Fire. You mentioned that, um, I forget how you put it, but you, you kind of escaped the bondage of your parents and their way of thinking. What happened there? Like what, what was, and you don't have to go into detail, but what in general, like what was it that was bad about the way your parents raised you or put into you? Um, well, I didn't find out until I was... And I found out a little bit more and more as I got older from my sister, my half-sister. She's half-black. My mom had a daughter, and, you know, she's beautiful with blue eyes. Like, I found out a lot from her about, you know, my father is a pedophile, and he did a lot of horrible things when the Internet first came out in the 90s. I'm so sorry. Yeah, he had a um, he had a video he had a website where he took pictures of like little kids, and I just it was horrible. And the more I found out about these people, not to mention him like hooking up with my friends when we were about 13, like it was not okay. And I knew I felt all of this, like I felt the wrongness around me, but I never knew what it was. And I was always told, basically, like, "Oh, you're crazy. Oh, you're the wrong one. You're da 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 da." Nope, nope, no. Nope. I, I am so sorry you experienced that. That's you know, from time to time I hear people admitting to the fact that they don't evangelize because they don't have compassion for the lost. And and that's a hard thing to admit, but often it's true. Even you yourself listening to this, if you're a Christian, just ask yourself that question. Is the reason I don't evangelize is because basically I just don't care about the lost. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't start evangelizing because I had compassion for the lost. I evangelized because it's the right thing to do and because Jesus wants us to. The compassion came later, after I started evangelizing, as I began talking to people and hearing real-life stories, horrible stories, like this. Can you imagine the pain this woman has gone through throughout her life, beginning when she was young and, and even currently to live in a place where your father is your enemy. A father's supposed to be the person that a child can turn to for safety and shelter, and instead she finds out that her dad is a sexual predator. I can't imagine what my life would be like coming from a situation like that. This kind of thing, just seeing the plight of the lost, it makes me want to evangelize more, to let people know that there is a father who is good and safe and just and holy and who offers his love to the lost, and he can bind up any wound and heal the brokenhearted. And if you're a Christian and you have no compassion for the lost, it's probably because you don't talk to the lost. You know, ask God to give you the courage to step out of your comfort zone and talk to that person you've been wanting to share the gospel with. Maybe it's someone at work or at school. Who knows? God might just use them to grow your compassion. I believe in the truth, and the truth has a way of unraveling things that are all tangled up and I feel it unraveling so it's all good it really is well I'm, I'm glad you're doing well but uh yeah that's I, I can't imagine and they're horrible people and they're the reason why there's bad energy going around like well, I, I, I 
if, if I came from a uh, family like that, I would want to get a, get in a bus and take off as well. So. Yeah, if you remember from um, the last episode, Jay is currently living in a bus, her and her daughter, and they're just kind of driving around and, and uh, in her mentality, living the free life, you know, basically like a, a modern day hippie. Um, but man, it just kind of like you hear things like this and it just kind of makes sense. If, if that was my experience of life, I would have run away from my life as well and, and wanted to get a f- as far away from my family as possible. And, and who knows, probably would have ended up on drugs. You know, that, that seems like that's the kind of thing that could very easily happen. And the more you talk to people, the more you understand where they're coming from. The tragedy here, in, in addition to her wicked dad, is the false hope she's turned to as an escape from the horrors of life. Notice how she talks about her family's bad energy. You know, that's just crazy. Like, first of all, why would energy be bad or good? Energy isn't moral. It's not personal. It has no person. It's just a force. It's impersonal. And yet, when you try as hard as you can to get away from the concept of sin, there's got to be something that's good or bad. And so, and so this bad energy is kind of like a replacement for sin. Her dad's problem isn't bad energy, it's sin. Because of his sin, he's ruined lives. He gave his daughter a distorted worldview, and his sin is a reason that he will be judged by the God who created him. Energy has nothing to do with it. You know, people who claim there is no wrong or right, there is no sin, they got to explain the evil in the world somehow. So I guess bad energy is just an, an attempt at that. Yeah, actually, I came out to Mendocino County first, and then and then I decided to get a bus, which is what I've been wanting to do for like 10 years, but finally got it, man. And like I said, my only expenses are like kitty and rabbit food and gas and propane to cook and, you know. Sounds like a simple, simple life. Very simple, and the more simple you have, the less you have to worry about, oh, what do I need, what do I need, what do I need? The more you can enjoy living which is what we're here for let me, let me ask you a question so so like i said i overheard a little of your conversation yes. back there yeah. and and matt was, and and so i'm i'm a christian i'm with this group, a yeah. group of people and so, you're, you're a little bit more open-minded and willing to listen to others. well i just care about people yeah it's funny she thinks that i'm more open-minded than my friend matt and i we you know talk about him in the last episode and it's funny since I've been listening to her and letting her talk, she thinks I'm open-minded, you know, just because I'm not talking a whole lot during this conversation. And um, in a sense, my listening to people and patiently learning about their worldview is, is just a kind of open-mindedness, I guess. But if she thinks my listening means I'm in agreement with her, then she's mistaking and, and, and she's, uh, she's going to find that out pretty soon. And, and so e- even though I, I definitely disagree with a lot of your beliefs I still see you as a person who's created in the image of God another thing is like as long as people believe that the God is outside of themselves they have no control over their own lives Ooh, see what she did there I mentioned God and she just hijacked the word God into something totally outside of my context what do you mean by that once you realize that you are gods and goddesses and you learn how to balance your chakras. You learn how to balance your left and right polarities, your male and female polarities. Okay, now, I don't have any female polarities or female anything else. And worse than that, she just said that we're gods. In part one, we saw how New Age believes are just old lies. And 
this is one of the oldest one, you know, like you can be like God. It's such an old sin. So it's an old belief. You know, it comes out of Genesis chapter three, starting at verse one, it says, now the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, indeed, has God said, you shall not eat from any tree of the garden? The woman said to the serpent, from the fruit of the trees of the garden, we may eat, but from the fruit of the tree, which is in the middle of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat from it or touch it or you will die. The serpent said to the woman, You surely will not die. For God knows that in the day you eat from it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. You know, wanting to be like God is the root of so much sin. The more you have control over yourself, the less bad things happen. Interesting how Jay equates being a goddess with control. You need to be in control of your life. And given her past, we can understand how she would be drawn into this belief. But the problem with wanting to be a god is, well, there's only room for one. And once you realize that you literally have like fiber optic cables kind of shooting out of the top of your head, pulling in what you're thinking about, like have you ever thought about like bad things and like or worried about something and then bad things happen to you and it's just like this weird loop and it just keeps happening think positively that's what marley was trying to say fiber optic cable again another impersonal explanation of sin it's like this bad energy and and you know thinking positive and basically this is an, another hijacked view of just a simple concept from the bible that says we're to meditate on things that are good and not think about the bad stuff, right? In, in Ephesians 4, 31, it says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. The Bible has so much to say about controlling our thoughts, and it has nothing to do with fiber optic cable, just controlling your thoughts. Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence, and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. You know, maybe Bob Marley said some good and true things here and there. You know, sadly, he was also a Rastafarian, and he also promoted marijuana, man, like no one else, because of his Rastafarianism. And it's so interesting how, how Jay Fire is a drug user. She'll follow the words of a fellow drug user rather than the words of Christ. That's what a lot of people were trying to say. That was their message. So, so one thing that I overheard you saying, you were talking about Jesus, and you were saying that in reality he's different than what Matt was saying. So, so in, your view, in, in your view, who was Jesus and what was he all about? I'm not saying Jesus was, he's, I'm not saying anything about different. I'm saying that he's got different names. And that was just one being of the trillions of people that have lived on this earth. And that's just trillions of bodies. That's not the souls that are inhabiting the bodies. So from the Christian worldview, we believe that there, there is one God, that he creates people. And so a person lives their life, and then at the end of life, the, the physical dies, the spirit continues. In, in your point of view, 
when does the spirit begin or, or like what, what is, what's different well, about? The whole big bang is uh, literally the sperm like going into the egg and like there's literally like a tiny little explosion that happens. Like if you get really into science and all of that, you, you, you find that out. And that's kind of like the big bang. And it's just, You're talking about the beginning of the universe or just when a, when a... The beginning of a soul, the beginning of a person being born, the beginning of a person growing inside of the mother's womb. Okay. Which is womb man. Sure. It's just a man with a womb. And, and fun fact, uh, all men start out as women. That's why they have nipples. It's not until later in the gestation period that... Actually, I, I would say that the reason men have nipples is because they're actually um, things that are sexually arousing. So... And not that I want to get into that. Okay, I said the N-word, nipples. And this is why I like doing a podcast alone in my house, because I would never say the word nipples from a pulpit. It's just way too awkward, even talking about men's nipples. But I guess here in the safety of my own safe space, it's fine. But actually, you know, what's interesting is this is actually an issue that comes up from time to time, believe it or not. And it usually appears as supposed proof of evolution, right? They say that men's nipples are vestigial organs, basically leftover parts of the body that are left over from evolution. We no longer need them, but they're still there. And supposedly that's proof that we've evolved because we got these leftover things that don't have any use. And I actually asked a famous creation scientist about this early in my walk because for whatever reason, I was, <laughs> I was thinking about it. And sadly, he didn't know what to say. But thankfully, it's not something that shook my faith. It's more of a curiosity at the time. You know, it's not, it's not a big deal. But recently, in, in, I don't know, the last 10, 20 years or so, it's, it's kind of been, <laughs> there's been articles with scientists saying that men's nipples are for stimulation during sex. And so, again, I'm going to get out of this subject as soon as possible. But just let me, you know, (laughs) say one last time that nipples are not vestigial organs. (laughs) They actually have a purpose. There is a purpose for it. No, it's the same. It's the same touch. It's the same feel. Yeah. Because we are all built the same, basically, except women have the, the, the birthing. birthing Yeah, absolutely. So, so there's a, there's a purpose in all the design. Man. Yeah. There's all kinds of, and the whole Sonata Jesus thing, it's just the Jesus Christ consciousness, because once you realize we are all one. Now tell me, tell me about the Jesus Christ consciousness. I've heard this term before. Christ consciousness, like you've seen that picture of him like out with like other arms, other arms, and it's just this. I have not seen that. Oh, yes, you have. Is, is that like a, a kind of Hindu looking type kind of thing where there's a bunch of arms? No, it, no it's, it's Christian. Okay. <laughs> Jesus with a bunch of arms. Um, Yeah, I have not seen that. Uh, But notice the assertion. It's Christian. (laughs) No, it's absolutely not. It's so wicked. Just just constant, you know, assertion of all all these untruths. Just just whacked. It's Christian. How many arms does he have? I think it's like three or four, isn't it? I, I haven't seen it. Yeah. I really haven't. I can see it in my mind. Okay, so so tell so what it what is what do you mean by the Christ consciousness? Christ consciousness, which just means your consciousness in your waking state every day, like you live as Jesus tried to teach people that, like he tried to say we were all children of God. We are all 
connected. Jesus absolutely did not teach that we're all children of God and definitely didn't teach that we're all connected in a new age mindset kind of way. And, and you know, whether it's new age or just in general, the assertion that we're all children of God, that comes up from time to time when the conversation about hell is going on. People will say, well, God would never send any of his own children to hell and we're all children of God. And yet Jesus taught something totally opposite. In John 8, 41, the Pharisees, they're confronting Jesus. The Pharisees said to him, you are doing the deeds of your father. They said to him, we are not born of fornication. We have one father, God. And Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me, for I proceeded forth and have come from God, for I have not even come from my own initiative, but he sent me. Why do you not understand what I'm saying? It is because you cannot hear my word. You are of your father, the devil, and you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Whenever he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. All right, so in that little passage right there, John 8, beginning at 41, Jesus makes a distinction. He says there's children of God and there's children of the devil. You are of your father, the devil. So when someone says to you that everyone's a child of God, no, that's just wrong. And, and, and John 8, 41 is the place to show that. Have you, have you ever read the Bible by any chance? I've read a lot, and I've I've gone to Pentecostal churches. I've gone I've gone all kinds. Yeah, there, there's actually a place in the Bible where Jesus basically says there's two kinds of people: there's children of God and there's children of Satan. Nope, nope, that's the polarity. That, that's actually in John chapter eight. So so it does say that. Yeah, my ex was John, and I lived on an organic farm in southern Indiana. We helped put on a pretty trippy, awesome music. Well, the, well, your John didn't write the Bible. Well, my John also had a brother James, and their mother was Mary. So. <laughs> that's that's funny. Okay, have you ever read the Bible? No. The Bible says this. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it's always funny to me when people who haven't read the Bible are now experts in what it says, and here she is adamantly saying, "No, it definitely doesn't say that." Um, we are in biblical times right now, walking around, there's Josiah, there's, you know, there's all these names. It's, it's all the same. This has all happened before. Every generation, it happens, it happens, and we're slowly climbing. And it's just love. The love is the way. That's all he tried to teach was love. Like, empty your mind, feel your heart, feel your gut. And that's it. Stop so, overthinking things. So, so I, I, I got, I got, I got to disagree here a little bit. Because no, I here to be right or wrong. We're here to live and be together. Like that's it. It's not about being right or wrong. Do you think that there is such a thing called right or wrong? I mean, yes, I do believe in right and wrong. In the fact of just if you know, if you consciously in your head know that what you do hurts somebody that's wrong I feel like but there's some people that truly don't believe that what they're doing is wrong and where do you draw the line like I I, I think that's a great point and I totally agree that's that's why I would say that the, the reason we know what's right or wrong is based on what God has shown us and so if a person doesn't know what God has shown us and he thinks for instance you know 
yeah, God, whatever, but I'm going to molest the little kids, you know? And, and so, but what I, but, but, but you know, you know, you know, as well as, you know, as well as I, that people do that, you know, yeah. they deceive themselves, they do to whatever they got, got, got to do. And so I would say based on the Christian world worldview, there is this thing called right and wrong. And, and that would be based on whatever God has determined that is. But also, if you believe in the ascension of humanity, then you realize that we're here to try to ascend and go over. We're trying to get rid of duality. Tell me about this. Tell me more about this. So, so when I say, when I hear you I'm say, when I hear you say the ascension of humanity, what I naturally think of is, well, yeah, mankind like is getting smarter and they're and they're building the more message. stuff. No matter what you read, the Torah, the Bible, the whatever, it's all the same message. That's that's, that's absolutely not true. But go ahead. I, I feel like that's all the same message is be kind to each other, love each other as you love yourself. The more you love yourself, the more you take care of yourself, the better you feel. And then why would you want to hurt anybody else? And when it comes to the Bible, there's, there's the, like I said, the Emerald Tablets of Thoth. And Thoth is a messenger from Egypt. And that was, you know, Jesus and Solomon and all of them went to the temple and what is it? The hall of the halls of Amenti, and all that is is if you believe in and know about um, uh, what is that? Your your um or or um what is that? Where you leave your body when you sleep, and you can travel anywhere. Okay, if you're wondering what those noises were join the club because now it's getting crazy so we're talking she looks up at the sky and she starts making these little beeping sounds like as if she's talking to someone that's going to get more significant (laughs) as we go ahead in this conversation there's going to be more of that but i just want to stop here you know she referred to the emerald tablets of thoth right and so supposedly there's a book that is referenced in some ancient writings, and there are these emerald tablets. Funny thing about the emerald tablets of Thoth, they don't actually exist, and they've never been found. And even if the book did exist, it wouldn't prove anything. It's just, it's just another writing. But it's interesting how she'd rather look to a non-existent book than the Bible as an authority. Let me, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. You mentioned a couple different books. Um, I I don't even even remember the name. Okay, so the um, Emerald Tablets of Thoth were found by this Dr. Dorial, and they are written in a way, just like light language today, where you feel it. You don't, your brain can't comprehend it. You feel it as a being. He translated it, and I really hope anybody who's listening will go and find the, the Emerald Tablet. And I did exactly that. I went hunting for the emerald tablet. I felt kind of like Indiana Jones. And I found that there are actually two emerald tablets you can find online. There's the emerald tablet, singular, of Toth, and the emerald tablets, plural, of Toth. And they are totally different things. The one she's talking about by Dr. Dorial. Um, So that one was actually written by a guy named Claude Dodgin, Dorial was his, uh, I guess, fake author name. He was an occultist who lived in Denver, Colorado in 1933. 
And in 1929, as he was writing this book, um, Doriel's, I guess, astral self would have been still in Tibet studying esoteric knowledge while his physical self was driving a cab in Wichita. So I guess that's how it works. There's the astral self. Well, I guess a channeler can claim that he's somewhere else doing something while his actual body is driving a cab. So I don't know. How do you determine truth? How do you, how do you know? I feel it. it. If it doesn't resonate with me, which, you know, thank you, Tesla. You know, everything is nothing but um, energy, frequency, and vibration. Well, let me, let me ask you this. What, what, why, why is it that you can determine truth based on that and someone else, they determine their truth and, and it's different? You know, you know what I'm saying? I'm, oh, no. I'm not, trying, I'm not here to convince anybody of anything. I'm just here to open the door of people's minds and show them a different way. But I, like but, Jesus did. But okay, so let's 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 get back to Jesus. Jesus said, "I am the way, the truth, and the life." I am exactly. He Every said, "I am the way." Person around here right now can say, "I am," and not the "I am" of ego, the "I am" of the "I am" presence, the soul. "I am" it, it means the God in me is the God in me is. So, so I understand what you're saying, yeah. but Jesus Jesus said, "I am the way, the truth, and the life." No one comes to the Father except through me. That's what he said. Yeah, except through me. So that means in everybody's being, through themselves. So how, so how do you get that out of the Bible? <laughs> it's so hard to explain. It's, really it's, not, it's, it's hard to explain because when you read it, that's not what I mean, most exactly people get. Because everybody's brain is different and everybody's going to take it differently. That doesn't change the fact that we all have heads and eyes and ears and mouths and noses and legs and arms and hearts. That doesn't change that. It's just, it is. I am. I am love. And me and my daughters say this every day. I am love. We are love. We are loved. We are protected. And that's that. We are. We are loved. We are protected. All of these beings walking around us right now, which seems like has picked up since we've been talking. (laughs) Interesting that the mantra, the chant that they say every day is, we are loved. We are protected. And it's almost like they're telling themselves that because Jay Fire's life experience has shown the opposite of that. Growing up in a family where your dad's a child molester, you are not feeling loved and you are definitely not feeling protected. So it's almost like she's got to say this thing over and over and over in her mind, hoping that someday she'll actually believe it. Really sad. I've been allowing you to do most of the talking here. So I'm going to talk for a little, a little bit here and then I want to get your response, okay? Now, this is something I'll actually say if someone is just steamrolling or, you know, steamrolling is just when you're trying to have a conversation and the person is just dominating the conversation. They're not letting you get it in a word edgewise. And what I found with Jay is that whenever I bring up the subject of Jesus, she starts getting a little emotional. She's talking faster. I, I kind of feel a little anger in her voice. And that's not surprising because if she is listening to channelers, a.k.a. demons, and she is worshiping the earth and on drugs and doing all this stuff that her conscience is telling her this is wrong. And yet she continues to numb that conscience with the drugs, but the conscience is still there. And so I'm bringing up Jesus and, and she's just not liking it. So whether it's dealing with a steamroller or someone who, who just is kind of 
being unreasonable, a lot of times I'll just, hey, can you do me a favor? Can you just let me talk for just a little bit here? It might actually answer some of the questions you have. It might actually explain some things, but just give me a chance to talk here and then I'm going to let you talk. So asking for that permission to talk sometimes helps. Not all the times, but sometimes it does. So it seems to me that whenever something is brought up about what Jesus says in the Bible, that you, and I've seen this with other people too, um, you're interpreting it based on what you already believe your world rule. So, so for instance, basically it seemed like you said that all of us are gods. Was that, was that correct? Did I catch that right? Or we have the ability to become a god? Or there's a god within us? That's what you said. We are all God. Okay, so, so that right there. You, we are you, creators. You could read the Bible however you want, and you will never get the concept that you're a God or I'm a God or anything like that unless you're reading your own thoughts in, into the Bible. The Bible actually calls believing that you're a God or anything else a God is idolatry. And it's like as, as old as, as time, people have been doing that forever. You mentioned the Egyptians and different things like that. Um, and, all, and all these other religious books. Yeah. And from the Bible's point of view, anyone other than the one true creator who claims to be God, that, that they're, they're in sin. They're going against that God because they're making themselves into a yeah, God or I'm believing sorry, they're... People believe that. I'm sorry people believe that because... Well, again, that's, that's the Bible. I'm, I'm sorry because the Emerald Tablets are 36,000 years old. How old is the Bible? The Emerald Tablets that don't actually exist, that one... And then also just just the whole, you know, what's older is true. You know, that argument, that, that's, that's invalid as well. That's a logical fallacy. Just because something is older doesn't make it true. If that was the case, then everything I said ever would be false. And my grandpa, everything he said would be true. Like age doesn't make something true or not true. And and so so again, I, I get back... Or there's Sumerian tablets too. The Sumerian tablets. They just told me the Sumerian tablets. Who just told you? The... The voices in your head? No. The P- Pleiades? Oh. No, I, I, I want to know. I'm curious. You, you just looked up at the sky. Well, I'm, I'm, you made I'm a clicking wondering. noise. I'm wondering if you're actually curious and if you're actually going to go home and like look this stuff up and like... And, and try to see it. I did. I went home and looked it up. I, I'm very curious, but, but I'll be honest. I'm just going to stay in your own way and well, how, how, however you want. Why is your left eye twitching? How, how, I don't know. How come, how come all of a sudden it's me and I'm the one that's wrong and I need to go I learn something? Say. You're telling me I got to go read a book in order to correct my no, thinking. I never said that. I said open yourself up and try to learn more because it's more than just the Bible. That's not all that there is. There's actually quite a bit more, but from the Bible's point of view, the emerald tablets and, and all these other things that you're talking about, they're, they're simply sin. Like you're, 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 I'm you're, sorry you feel that way. Well, it, it really has nothing to do with the way I feel. I guess what I take issue with is when someone describes the Jesus of the Bible and makes him into this person that, that he's not. standing here right now, this guy could be Jesus in the wheelchair. Like He, he actually couldn't because the Bible tells us exactly who he was. Like but, all the, yeah, like all these white guy depicted Jesuses. I, I really don't care or know what color Jesus claimed to be. I'm just talking about what, what it says. You know, the Bible t- talks about mankind worshiping the creation rather than the creator. 
And that, and that seems like well, it's what, what you're do doing. Do? What do we do as beings? We create. We have the ability to create anything we want with our thoughts and our words and our actions. We, we can creators. We can create a lot. I, I give you that. And, and you're, you're an artist. I'm, you made these, right? Or, oh, right. Okay, yeah, so, so, so... Outside of that, like, I have had instances in my life where I've had a bad day and I'm thinking, oh, I'm, I'm crap, I'm never going to do this and I'm never going to get anywhere and, or I'm never going to be successful and blah, blah, blah. And then nothing but bad happens to me for like three days. And then once I make myself say, no, it's going to be okay, no, I'm going to be all right, I am protected, I am loved, I will be provided for, this will happen, things flip. Your, your thoughts are literally putting out a vibration. Like, it's so simple to me. I don't know. But I'm not here to get in a fight about Christianity because... No, me how neither. Many, how many people have been killed in the name of God? It's ridiculous. How many people have been killed because they got on some psychedelic drugs and got into these religions and they ended up homeless? I talk to them all the time. Like I said, I chose this. I, I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Interesting that the, uh, the voices whether they're in her head or they're demons or whatever they are, they, they just, you know, continue to, to guide her. <sighs> I, I see that you're taking off. So. She's, uh, she's packing up her stuff and starting to walk away as, as she's uh, talking to me here. It's, she's done with me. I, didn't... Oh, I just want to hold this, and I feel like I need to keep on walking. All right, well, I'm, I'm going to let but you go. I, 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 wanna, I want a card so I can hear this podcast. Okay, and I, I just want to leave you with this. I, I appreciate you giving me your time, and, and I also would want to say that based on the God of the Bible, <laughs> you need to repent. You need to turn from your idolatry. Oh, I've been baptized. I've done all that hooey-dooey stuff. Hooey-dooey. Yeah, but you need to repent. Like, you, you might have gone through a lot of religious experiences I don't need and to stuff. Do anything. I am provided for. I am love. Like, I'm going to go sing karaoke tonight with a bunch of awesome people. And, you know, I love all you guys listening to this. And I hope you have a little bit open mind and, like, look into this stuff because you can change your life simply with a thought. Well, you know, the, the more you open the, your mind, the more junk comes into it as well. Nope, that's why you put up protective shields constantly. Tell me about the shields. Nah, you can learn. All right. Let me, let me, uh, did, did you want one of the, one of the, card. okay, let me grab it for you. Okay, Jay, I gave you my card. If you're listening to this, man, I just want you to know that God is going to judge your father for his sins against your friends and against your family. Your father's a wicked man. Your dad is not a god. He will never become a god. He is, in fact, in danger of the wrath of the one and true living God. And, and I can totally understand why you would want to run away from him and from the reality of your, your past life. And I can even understand why coming out of that situation, you would turn to psychedelic drugs. But please understand that the drugs and the belief system that you've opened yourself up to, it's not truth. It's a distortion of truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. He was not giving us an example of how to be a God. He was telling us that you and I, we need to come to him for forgiveness and new life. That's the message of the Bible. We are sinners. Jesus is the Savior. We cannot save ourselves through opening ourselves up to other beings and and worshiping the earth and all this stuff. You're, ne you're never going to fix your life 
in that sense. You might numb your mind and get away from pain in that sense, but the drugs and the channelers are giving you a false freedom and a false hope. Trusting in Mother Earth might bring you some kind of comfort, but idolatry always has a bad ending. Jay, I really hope and pray that you realize this sooner rather than later. I pray that God reveals himself to you as the loving, perfect, sinless father that he is, the one to whom every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So Jay, if I do happen to see you again down in Oceanside, I hope that you come over and stop and uh, give me another chance just to, to answer questions and explain things. And boy, really want to see you in heaven someday, Jay. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please give it a good review on iTunes. This is the best way for others to notice Romans Road and give it a listen. The more Christians listening and learning how to evangelize, the more we glorify the Lord. Ray Comfort here. If you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, please take a moment to do so now. On your phone's podcast app, search for Romans Road, and when you find it, hit subscribe. It's free, and by doing so, you'll get all episodes past, present, and future. Then when you're finished, head over to livingwaters.com for a huge collection of evangelism videos, articles, tracks, and resources to help you share the gospel with those around you. That's livingwaters.com. Thanks for listening to Romans Road. If you want to learn how to evangelize, check out my book, Search and Rescue, available at eddyroman.com. On my website, you'll also find videos and other things to encourage you to preach the gospel to your friends and family. That's eddyroman.com. See you next time. Yeah.